Hey, welcome to JM Sports and Wrestling Podcast, where you will hear the latest in wrestling and sports. Nothing here is off limits, so let's get started. So I am coming on here tonight. Sorry if it's a bit late, 12.06 Eastern, 9.06 Pacific. So I want to talk about a story that I just came across. Um, It had to do with Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. And apparently, this Kansas City radio host decided to cross some lines that should not have been crossed. So I'm going to pull up the article. I'm going to pull up the article for you guys real quick. Let me find that article. Get it ready for you guys. Sorry if it takes a second to load. All right. So it's Casey radio host draws criticism for tying Tyreek Hill case to Andy Reid's late son. So I'll give you guys a little bit of a backstory. I'm sure everybody's aware, but if you're not, Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill was investigated. It is still, I believe, at least under investigation by the NFL for child abuse. And I believe even maybe um, abuse to his girlfriend. Um, He's still under investigation for that. So, it's Kansas City radio host. His name is Kevin Keitzman. I hope I'm saying his last name right. He decided he was going to throw some big shots towards Andy Reid on Monday regarding Andy Reid's handling of the whole Tyreek Hill situation. Now, right now, I'm pretty calm as I'm getting into it, but what he said was completely out of bounds and completely off limits, and I will tell you guys that right now. So this is what he said, and I quote, The thing is, the Chiefs probably think Hill can fix him, but they thought they could fix him before, and they failed. Andy Reid does not have a great record for fixing players. He doesn't. Discipline is not his thing. It did not work out particularly well in his family life. And that needs to be added to this. As we're talking about the Chiefs, he wasn't, he wasn't real great at that either. He's had a lot of things go bad on him, family and players, end quote. So before I go on, I'm going to address this quote. If you want to, if you want to attack the fact that maybe he's not a good, you know, a disciplinarian... You know, versus teams, whether it's been the Eagles, Chiefs, what have you, that's fine. You can address that. All right. He's a football coach. So what he's doing right now is football related, right? That would be fine. But to sit there and all of a sudden bring up his family life, his personal life, that's completely out of bounds. Number one, his personal life isn't for anybody to judge. But let's be real. Not for anybody to judge. <laughs> so, for you to tie that in, whatever you were, whatever you meant, or whatever you, point you were trying to get across, look, it backfired. Big time. And I'll tell you why. Lewis Riddick, ESPN analyst, NFL Live, works for ESPN had the perfect response to this. And personally, everybody should feel outraged about this. Professional and personal life are two completely different things. Two completely different things. And they should be separated as such. You shouldn't lump them in. Not in this case, especially the way he did. So Lewis Riddick responds on Twitter. Whoever this clown is that said this, you are trash for referencing Andy Reid and his family and his son. 
You don't fix, fix in quotations, people, dumbass, to speak about another man's child is out of bounds. Embarrassing what people will do to try to be relevant, end quote. He nailed it perfectly. Couldn't say it any better. Couldn't agree more. I don't know if there's any sort of issues between these two. But for him, the radio host to lobby this, Kitesman, I think you should be taken off the air immediately. I think you should issue a public apology to Andy Reid and his family. Because not only did you insult him, but you insulted his family. Guess what? He doesn't have his sons, right? So you throw that in there. So you rehash that stuff, which ultimately affects him, ultimately affects his wife and the family around him. You're going to fire that load of crap? It's embarrassing. And for whatever radio station you work for, which is apparently WHB 810, has not announced any discipline for kites as of yet. I would be shocked if there was no announcement tomorrow on what his punishments should be. And personally, for me, yank him off the air. And I don't want to hear you, anyone who may call in and say, you know what, it's free speech. He has the right to say whatever he wants. Fine, you know what, yeah, free speech. But it doesn't mean we have to like it. It doesn't mean it has to be, you know, we don't have to accept that. Fine, if he wants to say whatever he wants and he needs to deal with the consequences, however it works. If you're going to use free speech as a, you know, as your crutch, hey, guess what? It's your ultimate right. I have free speech and I'm saying how I feel right now. But I'm also prepared to deal with, you know, anyone who might call in and, you know, you know, rip me for this one. But I don't think that'll happen. What I think will happen is that this news is going to spread, continue to spread like wildfire, and he'll be suspended or he'll be permanently yanked off the air. Because that, that needs to happen. Because nobody in their right mind can honestly sit there and say that what he said was perfectly fine. No way. It's weird because now in this day and age, we see people who try to justify a lot of things. We see people who try to sit there and try to spin it and say, well, it's not how the person said it. Listen, if you want to attack the man on how he disciplines his football teams, that's one thing. That's fine. Because at least then you're keeping it on the football field, right? You're not lumping personal issues, tragic issues, family issues into it. You're not doing that. You're at least keeping it on the football end. But when you bring personal life into professional life, this is what happens. There's a lot of instances where you can lump tragic things into professional And this is just one of them. You crossed a line that can't be uncrossed. To sit there and bring his kids into this, you know, his two sons who passed away. Um, You deserve everything you're going to get. You deserve the heat that you're getting. You deserve all that criticism. And I hope WHB 810 is paying attention. 
Because if they don't do anything about this, if they don't suspend him, if they don't lobby any punishment to this guy, then what then the message they're sending is that it's okay to attack another person's family. Because that's what this guy did. Whether he truly intended it to be this way, that's not the point. You said it, you can't unread it, and you definitely can't unhear it. Because anybody who listened to this guy today heard this. And I hope they did. And I hope that they were just as much appalled as I am. I have a good buddy of mine tomorrow. He's going to come on here with me. And this is going to give me a little time to let this sink in. Find out if there's any updates to this at the time that he comes on. And... I'll tell you this, he's not, he's not a happy guy right now. It is not like what he, you know, what he saw. It is not like what he's read. And him and I are going to talk about this again tomorrow. And I just haven't let it set in yet. So I'm just going off basic reaction, you know, raw reaction. And I'm going to be completely, you know, blunt and open. This is disgusting. Right. I mean, there's been. You can't really excuse this type of behavior, can you? In my mind, you can't. You. One of two things happened here. Number one, you, you knew what you were gonna say. And you went with it, which to me, I think this was premeditated. I think he, I think he knew, what he was gonna say, and I think he knew exactly how he was going to say it because when I look at this quote it's like wow really really you're really going there you're really playing that game you're really going to cross that line and attack a man's family tragedies sir I don't know you but why don't you put yourself in Andy Reid's position what if somebody attacked your family What if somebody attacked your family tragedies? I don't know if you have kids. I don't know if you've lost kids. I don't know if you've lost anybody, you know, in the family tragically. Put yourself in his shoes. What if someone did that to you? I guarantee you'd be pissed. And Andy Reid has every right to be pissed and disgusted and angry. Because that's uncalled for. Again, you want to lobby and say, you know what? He's not a good disciplinarian for how he maybe, you know, is not good at discipline on his football teams. Fine. I can't repeat this enough. Professional and personal lives should be separate. I get sometimes how they're lumped in. You know, they may... You know, there may be something going on in the offseason where someone gets in trouble and they're not actually coaching at the time. I get all that. But I don't get this. You're trying to make a comparison to Tyreek Hill. It's almost like you're trying to blame Andy Reid for what Hill's dealing with here. Last I checked, Tyreek Hill is a man who makes his own decisions, who makes his own choices. He coaches a football team during the season. And then during the offseason, there's mini camps and all, and all that stuff and OTAs and mandatory, 
you know, mini camps and all that stuff. But when you're in the NFL, you're a man. When you're 18, you're a man. And I get it. Still got some growing up to do. Young, immature, stupid things have happened. But how do you know that Andy Reid didn't try to do the best he can with Tyreek? I mean, obviously, you must have some inside sources. But at the end of the day, NFL players on every team are men. And whether that means, you know, younger ones need to be around older players to kind of keep them straight, that's fine. Andy Reid and every coach tries to lay down a foundation of success for these young men. In any sport, basketball, baseball, football, hockey, college football. It's all about laying down a plan for success. Yeah, there's going to be some people who, you know, mess up and struggle. But if you're doing the best you can, if you're doing everything in your power to make sure that everybody flies right, and somebody messes up, can you really put the blame on the coach? Listen, I'm sure plenty of coaches will be like, you know what, I failed this guy. And you know what? That's just a man trying to be a man. Trying to say, you know what? I should have done better. But you know what? What about the person who committed the infraction? He needs to stand up. He needs to man up. Say, you know what? I messed up. I made this mistake. And I need to fix it. That's what, that's what it should be. And unless you were there for the private meetings that maybe Andy Reid's had with, you know, with Tyreek Hill or anybody else he's maybe tried to help. I don't understand how you can spew this garbage. I don't understand how you can spew this shit. Look, I'm not on the inside, right? This is me just going off my personal belief, my personal feelings. To to trash a man like that by bringing in his family tragedies is something that's unacceptable. And you deserve to be fired. Fired. And I hope WHB does the right thing. WHB 810. Hope you do the right thing and censor this guy. I don't care if this is his first time ever, you know, saying something off the rails like this or being in a situation where he could be in trouble. I don't care if this is his first time. He knew what he was going to say. And I know what he's going to do. He'll probably apologize and he'll probably try to spin it. But you can't spin this. It's clear as day what you said. It's clear as day what you meant. And that's not okay. You brought his personal life into a football conversation. Off limits. Out of bounds. In any sport. Anywhere. 
in any way of life. It doesn't just have to be sports. It could be business. Anything. Anything you're doing. Because, in, because in, even in your business, sir, in your business, like I said earlier, what if somebody came at you like that? What if someone decided to talk that sort of crap to you? And your father. And if you had kids, your first reaction, I'm sure you'd be livid. And you would want that person who said that, if they were a radio host or if they're in any line of business and they said that to you, you most likely would go to that person's employer and say, you know what? Here's what your guy said. I don't understand what this has to do with work. And hopefully the right thing would be that that person would be fired. I know if I was in Andy Reid's position, I would be doing everything in my power to make sure I censored you and fired you. Get you fired. Because what you did was out of bounds. That's the wrong game to play. It's not right. It should never be tolerated in any way of life. Any form should never be tolerated. So that's just a rant I wanted to talk about for a few minutes. Um, breaking news, Giannis Antetokounmpo has won the MVP, beating out James Harden, who is in position for a repeat. Quick feelings on that is that I'm happy for Antetokounmpo. He deserved it played his ass off this year James Harden I truly believed in my heart was going to repeat just because of what he had to do for Houston he's Houston's most valuable player if he gets injured who knows where Houston would have been now people can say Antetokounmpo is their best is the Bucks best player and he is and that's why it makes this race so tough because Harden dropped 36.1 points a game, and I get it. And I get why a lot of people thought, you know, uh, that he deserved to win. But I also understand the other side. Antetokounmpo, very well-rounded, good supporting cast. Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe and those boys. Here's why I think Harden should have won the MVP. I still believe the Bucks would have been a playoff team in the East if Antetokounmpo would have gotten injured. If Harden would have gotten injured in Houston and missed the season, I don't think Houston's a playoff team, even with CP3, even with Eric Gordon, even with Clint Capella, even with Austin Rivers and those boys. And it's nothing against, you know, Milwaukee or Antetokounmpo, but... When you look at the term most, you know, MVP, it's most valuable player, and I believe that's to a person's team. Harden, in my opinion, is, you know, for the, you know, this year, is the MVP. And I also believe if you think about LeBron James when he got hurt, listen, I'm not saying LeBron should have won MVP, but here's the case that I'm laying out so people can understand why I think Harden's the MVP. 
LeBron gets hurt Christmas Day, and the Lakers are fourth in the West. They end up beating Golden State. And then LeBron misses, I believe, 17 games, 18 games. And the damage was done at that point. The Lakers weren't even a playoff team in the West after that. I believe the same thing is said about Harden. But he didn't get hurt. But my point being, if he would have, Houston wouldn't have made the playoffs, in my opinion. I don't think so. I don't think they would have. So to me, and I'm not saying, you know, because every star, look, there's a lot of teams that have star players and their star player gets hurt. They have a cast that will keep that team afloat. I don't think they had that in Houston. I mean, obviously everything went through James Harden. Um, I think they had enough of a supporting cast in Milwaukee um, that that team would have made the playoffs. But you also got to think about, too, the East is a lot weaker than the West. So you got to take those things into account. So at the end of the day, I think Harden should have won the MVP. But listen, I am happy for Antetokounmpo. He balled out this year. And I truly believe if Houston would have beaten Golden State in advance to the West Conference Finals and Milwaukee would have been eliminated in the second round, I definitely believe Harden would have repeated. I think this was an instance of they looked at not only the body of work in the regular season, but I think they took the playoffs into account. Because Antetokounmpo got to the Eastern Conference Finals and got to within two wins away from going to the NBA Finals. You know, when they played the Toronto Raptors and Kawhi Leonard. Houston lost in six. When I believe that's when Durant got injured was in game five or game four. And Durant gets hurt. And Harden couldn't put him over the top. But Antetokounmpo was able to get them to the, you know, Eastern Conference Finals. So that's what I think put him over the top. Because look at Harden, 36.1 points a game. 36.1 points. That's amazing. I mean, I I don't know who's done that. I don't know who the last time who's ever done that. But, wow. I mean, D'Antoni's offense, that set him up to succeed, but my goodness. It's amazing what he was able to do. See you guys. 36.1 points a game. 6.6 rebounds. 7.5 assists. That's what he did this year. And I believe he had that streak of over 30-point games and and even 40-point games. I mean, he put Houston, literally put Houston on his back and launched him. I mean, look, my favorite player has always been LeBron. You know, Michael Jordan, you know, is my all-time favorite. James Harden's probably one of the best scorers. Period. He can score in a multitude of ways. Gets to the three-throw line a lot. Hits a good percentage of his threes. I mean, (laughs) what else can you say? What else does a player have to do? But props to Antetokounmpo. 
It'll be interesting to see next year. We'll see how Harden comes back next season. See if Antetokounmpo can repeat or if a certain guy entering his 18th season, right? Is that 18, 18 for LeBron? Yeah, 18. See if LeBron comes back with something to say. Because look, I believe if LeBron would have stayed healthy and got the Lakers to the playoffs, I think we'd be sitting here looking at LeBron as MVP. And now that LeBron's got AD, I think it's going to be harder for LeBron to win an MVP because now you got AD who's going to take a, take away some of that. I think those two are going to cancel each other out. But I think it comes down to now, again, I think it's going to be Harden and Antetokounmpo um, and, and Kawhi Leonard. I think wherever Kawhi Leonard goes, if Kawhi can stay healthy and play 75, you know, 70, 75 games, you could look at Kawhi Leonard as a potential MVP. I mean, look, he's already won two championships and two, and two NBA Finals MVPs with two different teams. Could you imagine if he wins a third title with another team? A guy to win three championships on three different squads? Look, free agency, I believe, starts Sunday. It's going to be great. We're going to find out what's going to happen. We'll see what the Lakers are going to do. We're going to see what all these teams are going to do. Are the Knicks going to sign KD to the max? Is Brooklyn and Kyrie and KD all going to team up together? Is Kyrie going to go back to LA? There's a lot of interesting storylines and, and stuff here. So when Sunday rolls around, let's be ready. Because I'll definitely be here with the news, guys. Listen, I hope you all have a great night. Like I said, me and my buddy Rodarius will be back here tomorrow. Probably tomorrow afternoon at some point. And we're going to talk about this thing again with Andy Reid and this radio host. Hopefully there's some updates by then. And so we can we can speak more on it. And I'm going to let Rodarius fire off his thoughts because I am interested to know exactly what he, what he wants to say. I know some of it. I know he's not a happy camper. So tune into that, guys. I will put a post up probably about a half hour before I head on with this. So I hope you all have a great night. WWE Raw was great tonight. Raw was actually pretty good. Um, Before I go, I just wanted to say that, listen, WWE is in kind of a slump, right? I believe they'll get it turned around one way or another. Now, I see a lot of posts about AEW and people saying, listen, WWE needs to be, you know, vanquished and all this stuff. Look, I get why a lot of people are disappointed in the product. Takes me back to the mid-90s when WWE was in another slump and WCW Nitro came on the scene and Nitro surpassed WWE and beat them in the ratings for 82 weeks. But what that did was that forced WWE to get better. And it forced WWE to change some things. Now, you can argue the Attitude Era all you want, saying it was you know too much or too over the top. And you know what? It was. But if you think about the late 90s then, you know, you were seeing the Beavis and Buttheads and South Parks and, you know, all those shows, you know, that's what people, you know, at times, you know, were gravitating towards. So it was like WWE was like Jerry Springer, you know, over the top times 10. But what it did was that 
And I'm not saying those segments where it was like Jerry Springer and over the top, but I'm talking about how they created stars with that. Where they took that and they created stars and it carried the company to great heights. I think AEW is going to succeed. I don't think it's going to... I hope it doesn't do what WCW did as far as after WWE came back and overtook them, right? And I don't think they're going to be on the same night. So that's a plus. But what this is going to do is it should force WWE to get better. It should force WWE... should force WWE to, again, change some things and make wrestling great. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. You got AEW that's getting ready to start up in October. You know, you got New Japan. You got Ring of Honor. You know, you have all these other companies that are out there. The more wrestling, the better. We shouldn't be talking about, oh, well, WWE needs to be, you know, needs to vanquish and disappear. And, you know, AEW is going to crash like WCW in two years. That's not what it should be about. We want the companies to be at their best and perform at their best and bring in huge numbers like they used to. That's what it should be about. And if you want to step away from WWE and go over to AEW, that's fine. That's great. Be invested in what you want to be invested in. But also think about this. WWE has been the main company now since WCW's been out of business. TNA was, you know, tried to be a number two, you know, when they opened up their doors. And back then, TNA was good. I mean, look, I mean, look at the guys here in WWE that came from TNA, right? AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Eric Young. Um, and then you had guys from WWE that went over there. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Kurt Angle. And for a while, TNA was trying to become a number two and was clearly for a little time a number two to WWE. And then it kind of fell back. I think AEW will be different. I think you know, it, it's a good variety for us. Because if we want pure wrestling, we can watch AEW. If we like the storytelling, you know, we can watch AEW. If we like the entertainment, we can watch WWE. There's things for all of us to enjoy. We shouldn't be talking about. We shouldn't be talking about vanquishing anybody. Enjoy being a wrestling fan. WWE is going to turn the corner. And when they do, that's just going to make AEW better. That's just going to make other companies better and step up their game. So let's enjoy that. All right, guys. I'll be back tomorrow afternoon with Darius. Hope you guys have a great rest of your night and a great day tomorrow. Talk to you all soon. Thank you.